So welcome, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. This is Bread Ends, the Christian Bread podcast. Underscore ends. That's our Instagram. Uh, so this is a podcast hosted by both Dylan. You, Dylan. Go. Me. I'm Dylan. And Noah. That's me. Finally. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we cover Christian topics and we just discuss different things that are going on in our Christian life. Today we're here with our with our second guest with a mutual, mutual associate, a friend, a brother, a brother in Christ. We're here today with our guest Sam. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sam. Hey Sam, what's up? Hey, you want hey. you want to say a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I am a fresh. Well, I just finished my freshman You're year. You're a sophomore now, baby. You're a sophomore, uh, baby. Something like that at a Boise Bible College. Woo. Uh, my degree program is family and youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm going to be Dylan's camp rep partner for the summer. Woo. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, you know, and after, you know, I, uh, I joined dylan as a roommate this year and it's been lots of fun and you know just exciting oh cool and so as per usual we like to do with our guests we we we, sam's here for a uh secret purpose he's not here just for 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 shenanigans and fun -uh. for serious business secret purpose secret purpose i like secrets I mean, you could probably already tell by the title of the episode. Today, we're going to be talking about camp stuff. That's going to be in our main Mia stuff. Um, down in the description, I'll actually have like time codes of like when things are. So the main content is going to be going over our, our, our camp memories. So yeah, if you want to jump over there, there's that. But to start off the podcast, we're going to talk about how, how, how we're doing. So let's start off with our guest. Sam, how are you doing? Uh, you know, Noah, I want to start off with the fact that, uh, I feel the question, how are you doing, is a loaded question, and, uh, I feel angry that you've asked me this. That's okay. Um, I think I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, struggling with, uh, some end-of-the-year anxiety, and I'm excited about, uh, you know, getting to go home for a little bit, and then, you know... Just seeing what the summer is gonna bring. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, sorry, didn't mean to be a loaded question, but it's always a loaded question. Is it really? Why? Always. Wait, how's it a loaded question? Yeah, we ask it every week. Tell us. Is that how it's a loaded? Question? Uh, in my brain, it's a loaded question because you either have to lie and say don't lie, everything's perfectly okay, or don't. you have to tell some of the truth. And I feel like having to tell the truth. It's just, you know, it makes it a not loaded always question. fun. No, I, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I think that's important because I could, could do. Shared a little in depth about um, the podcast. I mean, that's partially why I wanted to put in this segment. I mean, I mean, normally people have that little introduction of like, oh, yeah, small talk. How are you doing? Yada, yada. Oh, good, good. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the actual stuff. But I think it's important as Christians to basically get together and actually check in with each other and see how each other is doing and i would hope that this would be a segment where we could be more genuine i mean it's hard it's hard to be genuine a lot especially like i mean for us it's easy because we're friends but like if you weren't this would have been really like oh wait you don't really know me that well how 
how am I supposed to be genuine with you and, and be yeah. vulnerable? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm, I, and, and my answer was genuine, but I also have to, in my brain, just pretend that I'm talking to you guys and not that, uh, people could listen to this on the internet nobody, and nobody uh, listens hear to this. that. Nobody listens to this. Hey man, I listen to this. Yeah, I know. Okay. We actually mentioned you in, in earlier podcasts about how you, uh, how you fall asleep to listening to us. And that's actually what we're going to be telling viewers from now on, or listeners from now on to do, is to be like Sam and fall asleep to our, our podcast. It's the primary way to our, listen to our podcast. <laughs> While being awake and conscious? No. While you're asleep. Look, you guys have very nice and soothing voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> And so it's very nice to go to sleep to. And, it's comforting. And we have beautiful faces. Well, yeah, but felt, they can't see it. I felt like that was important. There's somebody. Well, thank you for sharing, Sam. Okay, goodbye. Uh, leave the stage. Start the podcast. Uh, adios. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um, Dylan, how are you doing now? My co-host. Wait, wait, before you start, can I be rude? Yeah. Interrupt? Okay. Um... Just for the little insider's peek for, for the listeners, right now, Dylan and I are sharing a mic, and we're, like, facing Sam right now. Shoulder I, to shoulder. I feel like we're really, like, interrogating him. Like a really badly, a really badly done, like, good cop, bad cop. But I think it's working. I'm good cop. What have you done, Sam? I would uh, not like to say that on the air. Uh, <laughs> if you want to know what I've done, talk to me afterwards. <laughs> Would Christian you like a lawyer present? <laughs> That's the Paul's way to do it. No. I'm perfectly fine with incriminating myself, uh, <laughs> but not on the air. Perfect. Okay, sorry. Dylan, how are you doing? Thank you, Noah. I'm... You know, there's a lot going on right now. I feel like I say that a lot. But I had uh, my car break down on me. It's broken. Gonna gonna be a costly, costly mechanic bill. That sucks. Um, and then all my friends just left because we graduated. Not we graduated, but they graduated and they went home for the summer. So that sucks. Today and yesterday we had a lot of training. It was good training, but I'm really tired. And so you know, life's fine. Life's peach. Yeah, you you were sharing that uh, last week about how you're super tired and just barely getting rest, and so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just good to hear that. Um, Quick question, are, you Dylan, are you allergic to peaches? No. Okay. What? Just oranges and bananas. I knew you were allergic to some fruit, but I wasn't sure if peaches was one. You said life is peaches, so I was just a little worried. Sam, you want to tell him what happened the other day with the oranges? Oh, um, I casually forgot uh, that my friend Dylan here was allergic to oranges. Uh, and during our training, we uh, were given oranges as snacks. And so me being the forgetful friend that I am, I'm sitting here <sighs> eating these oranges right next to Dylan. Uh, and I am playing with the orange peel, which is really the part that, you know, sets Dylan's uh, allergic reaction off and as I'm tearing apart this peel spreading all these juices right by his uh, his person 
uh, he kind of starts coughing. He goes, uh, can you not? Can, Sam, I can't breathe. Uh, so felt like a bad friend. And then I sneezed for like the next 10 minutes. Yeah, he did. It was fun. I'm going to be uh, truthful here. Um, I didn't know you were allergic to oranges. No I knew about bananas. bananas. <laughs> I knew about the bananas because we witnessed that. You knew about the bananas because you fed him bananas. No, 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 no. Yes. No, no, yes. No no, no, no. no, no, that's a huge misconception. Actually, we had a bunch of bananas and then midway through eating them, Dylan's like, man, I'm allergic to bananas, but I'm going to keep eating. And we're like, you're allergic to bananas? Why are you eating this? Stop, please. It just makes my throat hurt. This tastes good. And he kept eating them. What a man. I will say I've had I've <laughs> I've had this argument with Dylan. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's my turn. My turn to share. Yeah, how are yeah, you no, doing? How are you? Oh, thanks for asking me. It's, it's good to hear two people ask me. It's like greater than one. Um so how I'm doing, I think I'm I'm on the other side of the what is it called? Pendulum? Tracks. So the tracks? Yeah. Railroad tracks. Um I'm doing pretty good. And I think I have a solution to to the reason as to why I'm here as doing better. Um Jesus. <laughs> yeah, basically. Is it Jesus? Basically Jesus. So I'll talk about this more later, but um alongside doing uh my reading plan, I spent a lot of money and I spent it on audiobooks and so now at work normally at work I just listen to music I do listen to some podcasts ooh podcasts but uh, I wanted to push myself into being more in the word so that's what I uh, started doing is is I got the bible on audiobook I got a really uh, theatrical one so it's very dramatic but it's like really well well made well made well made and so yeah just since uh alongside doing my bible reading plan also listening to the bible i i don't listen like the whole sh- my whole shift like i i listen for like the morning part and then like yeah i don't know it's just being in the word a little bit more has been has been a good experience so far but yeah that's how i'm doing that's really good, Noah. But I'm also sad. I'm ha- well, I'm why? You. Why? Uh, because my fiance is gone. Because she's gone to her sister's wedding. Why? So, why do you feel sad about that? You're not one yet. I I miss her. <laughs> I love her. I'm going to be married to her, so I miss her. Yeah, but you're not. You're only a fiance. <sighs> I'm just kidding, Noah. You can feel sad. Yes. Yes. I also feel sad. <laughs> why is that, Dylan? Everyone I love is gone. No. <laughs> I'm here, Dylan. I also feel sad, but that's not unusual. What a great start to the podcast. We're all sad boys. We're ready to start this. You know what? We're going to be talking about camp camp memories. I This is the perfect time. We're going to slide right... Wait, actually. Actually, breaking news. Breaking news before we can move into our topic. Our next segment, crummies. I have to say this, Dylan. Don't look at me so, like that. I don't, I'm, I don't have a choice in the matter. Since you this is my first time, I don't have any crummies, right? <laughs> no, you're looking at yeah, you <laughs> except sleep. falling asleep. You to sleep. The <laughs> okay, I did fall asleep while you guys were recording the last episode. I don't like f- literally in the room with you, Sam. Sam, I don't feel bad about it. At least the normal sleeping through the podcast because, like, 
it's actually gotten me thinking about, I'm like, hmm, I can also start playing the audiobook of the Bible while I sleep. Sam ah, has something osmosis. to it. Osmosis. Yeah, Sam actually is onto something. He's a genius. Uh, I try. <laughs> and he does. So, Crummies is a segment where we, we uh, set aside a segment of the show to allow uh, listeners at home, if you find anything in our show at some point, even it's like way, way, way in the past, uh, we allow you to message us and come in contact with us and let us know something that uh, we either got wrong, something you disagree with, or something you have a different perspective or different view on. And you can contact us at breads underscore n, B-R-E-A-D underscore E-N-D-S on Instagram. And if you just direct message us, we'll either uh, bring this up and talk about it on here, or even if you don't want it and you just want to talk to us personally, and yeah, that's a great way to talk to us. But without a way, let's talk about, let's talk about church camps. Church camps. So as Sam mentioned earlier, uh, him and I are going to be traveling to eight. You're nodding. It's not a visual podcast. Yes, eight. <laughs> I, I was eight. confirming that for you, yeah, not yeah. for them. This is a conversation. Okay. Uh, eight different uh, <laughs> camps this summer, yes. um, spanning from Montana to Washington to Idaho to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a camp rep, Sam? A camp rep, at least uh, in our sense, is someone who goes to the summer camps and uh, in... Uh, while we are there to represent our college and kind of get people intrigued. What college? Boise Bible College. Um, the thing that our uh, boss often tells us is that we need to first focus on uh, caring for our students. And if the uh, chance to talk to them about the college comes up, then that's great. But we really want to just be there to serve God and uh, help out in these camping ministries. Yeah, and we're going to do great. Yes. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So, yeah, what I want to talk about today is our camp memory. So this is going to be both while ourselves has been in camp as as, as young lads, as, as kiddos, and then also uh, just, you know, maybe some experience while leading and being a part of a camp as you know staff leader etc so who who wants to start off first i feel like sam has the most experience in this department uh dylan put his finger in his nose that means he goes isn't that how it goes nose, no nose goes nose goes means uh you you're not going yeah last last one to put his finger in his nose is usually it but like the wording is literally nose goes so you know. Um, well, I can go first. You uh, want to go first? Sure, why not? Ooh, I don't know. You know, I might just uh, say some sporadically throughout this, but... That's usually what we there's do. There's lots so of that's, them. That's spot on. Um, you wouldn't know because you always fall asleep, but like... You're right. I've, I don't think I've ever there. made it this far into an episode while while listening. Um, I've been going, I, I, you know, as a kid, because I'm 22 now, going on 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started going to church camps at eight years old. Okay. And uh, I grew up Assembly of God, so I went to the same church camp every summer. Uh, I 
didn't actually realize that there was any other way to do camp for a long time until I started talking to other people uh, from like different churches and stuff. But um, I've had I've had some fun experiences. Uh, you know, one of my favorite memories all throughout my time as a camper was we always had a mud day at our camp. So explain that for me. Yes. So uh, I'm from. Arizona, and so it was the Arizona Assembly of God Youth Ministry Camp, and or children's whatever age I was when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, at least when I when I was going, I don't know what it is right now, but it was a five day camp. So you would come the first day, uh, second and third day were like regular camp games, and then on the fourth day, it would be mud and water day mostly mud but that's because there's nothing but dirt there <laughs> ah and water and dirt makes mud so literally, yes so literally the movie of, of holes but like the last scene of that show yeah yeah it, so um but you know we would we would play we had a we had a little grass field that we would play you know some water games on and then as each camp team rotated we would uh, do different things. There was one where you'd have to like climb mud mountain is what we called it. So you'd have to climb through this giant muddy mountain, uh, grab, grab a, like a ball pit ball. Mm-hmm. So you'd grab that at the bottom, you'd run up with it, you'd slide down and you'd go and put it in a certain bucket, whichever bucket was for your team. Uh, if you wanted to be, you know, if you wanted to be efficient and fast, which, uh, you know, I had to do sometimes being on, uh, there was one year I was on a small team and, uh, I, I would jump from the top of mud mountain to the bottom. Uh, and I'll get a little bit more into that later because, oh, uh, that was, uh, one of my many church camp injuries, oh, gosh. but, and then there was like tug of war and, uh, Gaga ball. And I know lots of people play Gaga ball in churches, but I didn't realize you could play it not in the mud until I was about 16. <laughs> Because that's the only way I ever played it. Awesome. Yeah, so I think that's uh, that's the first camp memory that I've got. And it's something that, you know, has been uh, throughout all of my camping years. So that's uh, a good one to kind of start with. Nice. Before, you know, I let you guys get into some of your your memories. Yeah, of course. No, thank you. Thank you, Karen. That was awesome. Dylan, you want to go up next? Here. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, as mentioned in previous episodes, I'm one of those dreaded PKs, pastor's kids, and my dad was the youth pastor, so I don't think I've gone one summer without really going to a church camp, um, and because of that, they all kind of blend together. <laughs> even even in college now, this is my third year camp repping, and so, yep, church camp's a big thing. Um let me just think. One of my one of my fondest memories, um, no, one of my earliest memories was uh, being just a little tyke up at a high school camp. My dad was like helping direct it, and it was like a wilderness camp um, or something where basically it was like all like survival themed. And one of the games was uh, my dad got somehow um, one of the Idaho fisheries to fill like. A, it was a hole that they dug and it, um, they put tarps on it and they filled it with fish and you had to catch your own fish for dinner. Um, 
And if you didn't like fish, there's something else. But like, it was like team building. You had to catch a fish. Otherwise, you weren't eating. Everyone caught a fish. Well, after that was over, that pit that they dug for the fish, they filled with mud. And we had mud tug of war. Well, it just made mud because it's... So many church camp memories revolve around getting messy. <laughs> um, but I have vivid memory of being a little kid walking up to the edge of this mud tug of war thinking I, I knew that the other teams were stronger than me but as I was going out through the day like people were like oh and like falling in like actually like being like a kid to me you know I pull and they'd be like oh no and fall in they wanted to be in the mud I wanted to win tug of war it's like and then I got a group of boys that uh weren't gonna let the little kid win and then I got pulled into the mud and I cried. Oh, no. <laughs> um, That's rough. That's rough, buddy. <laughs> oh. I remember, I just remember, I was like, this is my favorite shirt. <laughs> like, then why were you wearing on Monday? Yeah. <laughs> I was young. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, what, what age counts as young here? I honestly have no clue, man. Like, <laughs> this is one of those memories that's like, it's either my memory or a story or a pseudo memory because i just heard so many stories that yeah. i just made it up in my head but i remember wearing my orange monsters ink shirt ah, that's the one i remember okay i've heard stories of that yeah. shirt he's still traumatized to this day yeah i don't play tug of war I, actually <laughs> i don't play competitive games anymore because <laughs> so uh real quick your uh your your survival camp uh really brought back a camp that i you know, oppressed. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, like I said earlier, I grew up Assembly of God, and part of Assembly of God was uh, doing like a Christian Boy Scouts, which was called Royal Rangers. And that's a cool name. It it really is. <laughs> um, it was really cool to me as a kid. Um, <laughs> and I think now, as an adult, if I ever thought about going back to Assembly of God, no, this is nothing against them, but it's not um, a denomination that I'll probably ever work with just because um, it's a whole extra set of credentials that I would have to get after Bible college to even work with them. Mm. Um, and I feel that I can do ministry just as well anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, but so Royal Rangers was really fun and I enjoyed it so much that I decided to go into the extreme version of it uh which was called uh uh fcf frontiersman camping fellowship mm. which sounds really cool to uh you know a sixth grader who has spent uh you know since the age of six doing nothing but royal rangers his whole life also me and uh two of my friends that were in royal rangers we trained uh we would we literally trained we would go excuse me i'm sorry um we would go uh one saturday out of each month to the town over from us and we would sit with a uh, the guy who was in charge of our state's fcf and he would train us and teach us you know all all the you know like 18 different knots that we had to know we had to practice hatchet throwing and knife throwing and we just learned all these really cool skills. Um, but so finally it comes time for the camp and, you know, we were told, you know, bring two pairs of jeans, 
you know, bring whatever shirts, you know, a sweater, bring stuff, you know, um, like sleeping bags and stuff. And then uh, you have to bring a certain amount of chocolate Hershey bars, which I didn't understand. And yeah, that sounds very weird. Yeah, they asked for a specific amount too. And I guess all the other like cities in our town could like find this specific size chocolate bar, but no one in our town could. So we had to buy a bunch of little bars and add it up. It was, I really still don't understand the point. <laughs> But we kind of get there, and uh, the older experienced kids who were putting this test on for us, because it was like a test camp, um, they came up to us and they said, okay, pull your chocolate out, and they stole half of our chocolate. Just, you know, they they literally told us to bring chocolate so the older kids could steal it from us. Uh, it, it was... A did, you, did you learn your lesson? Um, yeah, I would... They left me some, so I, I was I was kind of okay with it, even though I don't really I don't really like Hershey bars anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but I was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Um, but so it was a it was a weird camp. Uh, you know, it was the first time I ever tried Crawdad, uh, and I actually surprisingly enjoyed it, despite hating all other things caught in the water. It's a weird it's a weird setting to eat. Oh, uh, that's because it was next to a stream and that was literally the only thing we could actually have to eat because we had to eat what was caught. Like, that's what we caught. Yep. We crawdad. caught crawdad. Um, <laughs> we had to learn how to set beaver traps. They're like bear traps, but smaller and in the water. And I definitely did get get it caught on my finger. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh and I, I um, that's sad you know, for the beaver, though. Yeah. Honestly, oh, you feel bad for the beaver, no. but not for the fish. Look, it did some pretty rough damage to my finger. I it would have definitely mutilated a beaver's foot. Well, yeah, that's what they're for. I don't like it. I mean, I grew up on a farm with like gopher traps. Like um, gopher traps are cool. <laughs> I don't know. God, you, you know, stuck in one of the it was <laughs> hurts. <laughs> it was definitely something. But this whole camp was just kind of, kind of out there. It was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was freezing cold. Uh, mm -hmm. and so at some point, the uh, the leader that I was there with, uh, one one point during the night, because I was shivering, um, gave me an extra pair of his pants to put over myself and an extra sweater that he had, and his blanket, because I was a tiny, tiny twelve year old and was going to freeze to death. And I felt really bad about it. Oh. Like I felt so bad that I took this man's like <laughs> everything. Like it, like he had clothes on and he had other yeah, clothes. Obviously. But I was like I was unprepared. <laughs> and the worst part about this whole camp, this is really the my my trauma from it, um, is I don't I am perfectly fine uh relieving myself in the wilderness when I get to stand as a man. Um, but if I have to squat, I'm really not down for it. And uh, the only way to go number two was a giant bush, literally a giant bush in the middle of camp. They said, you got to go. There's your bush. Everybody goes there. And I said, I will not use the restroom the entire camp. So I didn't. I held it in for three days. So that's not good. This no, it's not. <laughs> this really symbolizes a, uh, a thing I was going to bring up because I was kind of hoping... With how we were flowing, like, okay, we'll start off some, like, okay, fun, fun things we've done at camp. And then maybe some 
Christian stuff that was really influenced or, or really impacted us through church camps. And then and then and then ended off with what's some weird stuff that has happened at camps for us? Maybe some bad experience. Because let's be honest, there's some camps that aren't on par as some others, as we've heard from from Sam's account so far. Look, I have more trauma stories. We'll get to it though. We'll get oh, to it. Um I feel like I feel like now I have to share my account of a of a fun story because you guys have kind of shared like a funnish story. I don't know camp. I've only been to camp twice, so I don't have that much to pull from. Um, yeah, I don't know. I for me was since we went to uh, camp Soft Tooth, which I think is in Idaho. It might not be. Uh, there's there's a uh, lake soft tooth and so you know we had the pretty common if there's a lake you know go to the lake and swim at the lake day so yeah i don't know that was fun to me i always like swimming even though i'm like deadly afraid of the water because of horror movies i watched as a child of like monsters i'm like joss or, or a crocodile is gonna get me even though they don't exist here ah they're gonna get me and so I don't know. Those that would be my fun experience was was uh, doing the doing the swim day. Swim days are fun. Are they fun? Sam was a lifeguard. I yeah, I was you know that's a that is a good point. I was a lifeguard at um a camp. Uh cause while I've done plenty of uh camps as a kid and as a camper, I also uh love camping ministry and so i did spend a summer working at a summer camp in idaho where i had many many roles and a lot of them were background so there wasn't too much interaction with the students i definitely uh did get to you know create some meaningful relationships but i did a mm-hmm. lot of background stuff and uh, my favorite two jobs for for that summer was being a lifeguard and being a ropes course facilitator Um, Both of them are very, very fun, very, um, very much ones that I get to actually interact with the students. So just being able to um, not only see camp from a camper's perspective, but also getting to see it as a staff's perspective really, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of changed my view on how camps work and stuff. Yeah. Dylan, do you have any fun, fun water, water experience with camps? Since we're on our, our water theme now, I guess. Um, a lot of camps uh, that I've been to, like, have ended with, like, a whitewater rafting day. And so those are always fun. Go down uh, either the North or South Fork of the Boise River. Just, you know, paddle the boat. Just paddle the boat. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Wait, how, how, how are we feeling about it? I guess I can share more of my experience. So, yeah, as I said, I've only been to two camps. So, one was as a child, as a young lad. And then the other one was actually as, like, a, a, a chaperone for, for a group. So, those are my two main experiences. But, yeah. Do we? I feel like we should just keep going with uh, uh, experiences as a child, stuff like that, and then later we can we can lead into, you know, actual like adult experience of it. So, um, you know, another fun story uh, is 
all of my camp injuries. Go into it. I'm ready. Yeah. So I, I like how you say all of them. You don't say like, oh yeah, my camp injury. Oh, no, wait, there's, I, there's multiple. Oh, someone always gets injured at camp. That's, you, it's a rule. You, Sam, were you always that kid? Um, there was a decent chunk in time. Um, let me start this by uh, my first serious camp injury that I ever had was uh, 100% my fault. At the time, um, I was dealing with a lot of anger issues that were very much um, unresolved and uh, kind of unnoticed by a lot of people. And so my first real camp injury was, uh, I think, my freshman year of high school. And I had um, I'd gotten very angry and I'd punched um, a, essentially a giant boulder and had broken uh, two knuckles on my hand. I've heard the story. This was at camp? Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, and mind you... I definitely broke them the first punch and I didn't stop hitting stuff for the rest of the day um, until finally one point where I could not move my hand anymore. And because I um, am also terrified of uh, punishment, uh, my one of my friends went and told the camp nurse that he fell and hurt his hand. So she ace bandaged it and gave him an ice pack. And then he brought the ice pack to me so I could ice my hand without uh, my leader knowing about it. So, like, so nobody noticed that you had this? Like, this happened before before that? Nobody noticed my broken hand or nobody noticed my anger issues? Um, I would like to say both, but at the very least, your, your hand. Uh, no, actually, I didn't tell my youth leader, and this was, so, my youth leader at the time, um, he was never a, so he was only volunteer, and he couldn't get, uh, camps off very often, so this was, like, the one time I ever actually had gotten to go to camp with him. Okay. And I didn't tell him, um, I think until, uh, I had already left that church and was graduated from high school, uh, is when I told him that I broke my hand at that camp. Um, he, while laughing about it, said, I really wish you would have told me I would have liked to get that taken care of. And that's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> but so that, that's the first big camp injury. Sam, can I, can I put you on the spot? Oh, beautiful. Okay, good. Um, let's use this for a learning situation. That's like majority of the people who listen to this are like people who might actually become like someone who might help out at camp and whatnot. Like... For you personally, who, how would you think you would have liked it to be helped with a little bit as like someone who actually is like uh, possibly like a leader or something like that? So there, there is one person at the camp that knew that my hand was hurt, but they didn't know the extent of it. Um, and it was only because it was the friend who covered up for me. It was his leader. Okay. Um, and so the nurse had notified his leader that he had hurt his hand and she came to check on him. And she said, where's your ace bandage and ice pack? And then she saw the rest of the kids sitting in front of me while I had the ice pack. So because they were trying to hide it. Um, and essentially she she checked up on me throughout the week. Um, and, you know, she'd promised not to tell my uh, youth leader unless it got really bad, um, which probably in the long run, like looking back, not probably the best for her to do. 
but I also know that she definitely, if she thought that it was worse than it was, she would have would have actually would have said something. But um, I I'm really I've always been very good at playing off my hand injuries because yeah. it wasn't the only time that I ever broke my hand. It was just the only time I did it at camp. Okay. So I knew how to kind of cover up cover up my uh, injury, especially because as long as I could get the swelling down, uh, no one was going to notice anyways. And so that's kind of what the ice was for. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, so what, what help I would have liked, I don't think I would have liked any um, yeah. as a student, but as someone who's done uh, first aid training and been a lifeguard and a counselor, uh, if a kid is injured, you need to get them uh, the help that they need they need to though they should i should have seen a doctor and i did not and it uh it is definitely done lasting damage to my hand yeah it's one of those situations where it's kind of hard because it's like on one hand you want to you want to help and thank you <laughs> thank you it's, it's one of those situations where you you want to help them have a good time at the camp and so you're it, it, it's playing with uh which to do of like oh one side you know the kid may want to just try to move on and have a good time and you want to help facilitate that be like okay let's have a good time uh maybe it doesn't look that bad all right we can let you have have some fun time you know kids are rough you know it is what it is but then at the same time of looking at of what is more important long term and it's one of those situations where it's like when you're in that moment making that decision it's it's so hard it's so hard to decide which is which Mm -hmm. Uh, let me state the fact that uh, I definitely, as a 22-year-old, did not learn my lesson about hiding injuries at camps, though, uh, because we, uh, as Dylan stares at me, we did a we did a camp this spring. It was like our first like big. Uh, it was our first camp tre- camp rep uh, camp, and I injured one of my fingers. Um, and I definitely, uh, did more damage than I told our bosses, uh, so they would not take me to the hospital. (laughs) And, uh, I just went on with my injury for about a month. At the same camp, uh, one of our worship, uh, camp rep guys broke his arm. Yeah, literally two days before this, uh, our guitarist and lead singer broke his wrist, um... And then, you know, two days later, I definitely, I believe I fractured my finger um, and I could no longer play cajon, but I definitely also did not want my bosses to make a second hospital trip as well as I don't actually have insurance, so I didn't want to pay the bill. Everybody's just left and right getting getting messed up at these camps. Welcome to camp. I know, right? I mean... I was getting mentioned this before when you when Dylan you started talking about the tug of war mud deal. And it's like that's the fun thing about camp, it seems like, is that you have this possibility to do all these fun, crazy stuff. But I mean, obviously that comes with some risks. And that's why there's always a pushback of like, well, we have to be safe for the students, but also it's like No risk, no award. This is this is camp. We gotta have fun. They're kids, they can take it, and it's like it's not coming in a way of like abuse. Like obviously, we're gonna bring safety. him to Jesus through injuries. There's thoughts going on of safety through healing, through healing. Yeah. So we gotta hurt them first, and then we can heal them. That's the mindset. Okay. So um, to go to continue on yeah. with the yeah, camp injuries. Yeah, your your injuries. Yes. Plural. So um, just uh, the next uh year at camp, uh, we were playing uh a game, 
uh, it was a nighttime game and uh so during it was right after you know our like um our chapel like service and so they let us out and unbeknownst to me the sprinklers had gone off while we were in the chapel and they're uh, above the field is you know it's a uh, a concrete asphalt uh you know coming from the building and then there's about a three foot drop onto the grass field and i needed to hide because that was part of the game was hiding from all the rec team i jumped off of this three three foot wall and oh. hit wet grass and uh rolled my ankle ankle and uh twisted my knee i hope you i hope listeners know this whole time while he's sharing the story dylan's shaking his head and i'm just, dylan is definitely shaking his I'm, head i'm just cringing with pain of like oh um yeah so at that point i could not i couldn't i couldn't really get up because my leg hurt so bad um and you know i was i was vibing for a while because i wasn't getting hit and then finally um you know a counselor had noticed that i just hadn't been playing they know like someone was like hey like are you okay i was like i hurt myself and they were like do you want to keep playing? And I was like, no, I don't. And they were like, okay, you know, just head head back to like the the safe zone. It'll be fine. And so as I'm walking to the safe zone and not walking, limping to the safe zone, um, there's the rec team who does not know that I'm injured and not playing anymore. Um, I was mm-hmm. sprayed with a hose, hit with about 12 water balloons. <laughs> oh, oh no. um, and so by the time I get to the safe zone, I'm in immense pain. Um, and soaking wet and so finally someone was like hey we should uh take this kid to the nurse they go to the nurse she wraps my ankle because that was you know the the more injured part of my leg um and you know i spent the rest of the week on crutches uh and mind you this was only like the second night i think uh yeah so you know spent spent the spent the rest of the week on crutches um, I could do Mud Day a little bit that week, but, um, you know, it, it, by the end of the week, it was kind of okay, and I could do Mud Day, but it was real, it wasn't the most pleasant experience. <laughs> um, and then the next year, this is the fun year, um, because this, at my, my junior year camp, uh, my girlfriend had also come to this camp. Um, and once again, I injured myself i don't actually know how i injured myself at this camp but i know i injured myself or oh no i yes i do so my girlfriend injured herself first she injured her ankle uh so she was on crutches for a day um and then it's mud day and i'm thriving uh because you know i'm me except we we had the smallest team that year and so for that mud mountain game that i was referring to earlier yeah. That meant that our rotation was going a lot more. And so we were not doing well and I wanted to win. So that's when I started jumping off of Mud Mountain. But when you jump from the top of Mud Mountain down, um, because the mud is unstable, you know, your knee wobbles. And my knee wobbled a lot. Um, and I, you know, then I had to limp over to Gaga Ball and I had to play Gaga Ball, which is, you know, there's lots of jumping and running around. Had to. I did. We were a small team. 
Um, Again, Dylan, Dylan is shaking his head this whole time. As a counselor, <laughs> yes, some of the things kids do, I'm like, look, I get it, but bad decisions, bad decisions oh, all around. Terrible decisions, and I know that. Um, and then, um, so I got, you know, my, one of my counselors did, they noticed me uh, hurt in Gaga Ball, and they took me out for the rest of that game. And then we get over to tug of war and I, I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm fine. You know, I'm perfectly fine. And uh, so we get in. This is my first round of a uh, tug of war. And um, we get in. And the, the, the funniest part about this is it made it into that year's camp video. Um, and so they're videoing my my game of tug of war. And uh, in the video you see my team pull and you see my knee kind of jerk one way and then you see the other team pull and you see my knee jerk the other way and me just face plant into the water um or <laughs> mud i should say um and i crawled out uh and then they were like you should go to the nurse um so i hob and so i started hobbling over and you're not allowed to go up to actual camp until you go to like the outside showers and get all the mud off so I'm, you know, I'm like standing at these showers just doing terrible. Like I can't really stand on my own. I can barely walk. And finally, uh, I start, you know, heading up to camp and it's this big, long hill. And I'm, I'm, I look like a crippled person because I kind of was. And uh, someone, one of the rec team stops me and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, um, I got sent to the I got sent to the nurse's office about 20 minutes ago. I just, you know, haven't made it up there yet. And she was like, sit down, please. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm going to walk to the nurse's station. She was like, it's on the other side of camp. Sit down. And I was like, okay. You know, she was a nice lady, but she was being stern because she needed to be. Um, And she walked over to someone to bring a golf cart. So I hop onto this little golf cart and they, you know, drive me to the other side of camp and get me to the nurse and she gives me ibuprofen says uh i can't ace bandage you until you're actually clean you know not just slightly rinsed off so uh i'm gonna give you some crutches you're gonna just... crutch back to your cabin and completely shower off which was actually phenomenal because usually at camp right after mud day everyone's showering so there's no hot water and zero pressure but everyone was still doing mud day so i had all the hot water and all the pressure really the only perk here and i uh, i get i get dressed and i go back to the nurse's station and she wraps my knee and uh that's how me and my girlfriend ended up as the crutch crutches couple at camp that year so sam yeah as a 20 something year old man yep <laughs> how are your knees terrible absolutely shot oh my god so um I think I think we need to switch over to um, some positive stories. That's kind of what I was because I, I was yeah. like I was like no parent listening to this is gonna be like I'm not I'm not sending my kid to this this is this is just a show waiting for people to get hurt. Look, I may have gotten <laughs> injured three years in a row, but I still went back to camp every year too. So way more positives than negatives. I was a clumsy child. I know that. Um, poor Dylan is my camp rep partner. I hope to not be that clumsy this summer and injure myself. Or me. Um, 
You know, I've I don't think I've ever injured anybody else at a camp. Oh, um, except that time that I beat up Dylan in a in a joust and split his lip open, uh, and then cried about it for a while <laughs> because, as we said earlier, I'm a sensitive boy. All right, Sam. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to deal with this. Like on one side, I'm like I'm definitely that kid too who just plays too hard and is also like no, it's fine. Like it's it's okay. I'll just keep playing. Like I don't care. I just like having fun. Um but at the same time How? <laughs> Every single time that's awful. Good on you. Cam. It was fine. It was, was it? fine. Actually, so the year that I hurt my knee um, I was also part because we our our camp did fine arts programs as well. So you uh, throughout the week you would have certain times where you would train to do a you know kind of get introduced to a new fine arts skill if you wanted to. And I joined the uh, the acting one, which we did improv that week. And uh, so I was one of the students who was picked to do improv in front of the whole camp, and uh, it was the last day. And I ended up having to do improv on crutches, uh, which made for a lot of good, like, jokes and, you know, fun scenes. But, you know, I I may have hurt myself, but I always made the best of it as well. Well, that's good. That's I, I am glad to hear that. That's not like it no. ruined my whole camp <laughs> experience. No, I oh the second that I got sent to the nurse's office every year, I was laughing. I was like, this is funny. So, Sam, we've kind of talked about fun and games at camp. Yeah. You and I were going to go out to camp rep. Yep. And you mentioned, like, our number one goal is to have kids know Jesus deeper. And yeah. to build up God's kingdom. How has camp affected your... How has church camps affected your walk with Jesus as now a man in Bible college? Yeah. Um. So, definitely, I think... Um, there's a reason that I decided to go, uh, you know, for that year at a camp or that summer at a camp because uh, I knew the positive effects that camping ministry could have on students because I saw it, uh, you know, in my own self. Um, you know, there I have I actually have a distinct memory of a, of a camp rep, not from Boise Bible College, but from, uh, you know, a different college down in Arizona. And uh, it was really awesome because I, you know, this person who had only met me about two days beforehand um, was someone who was willing to, you know, show me God's love as a, you know, as a young person that I, you know, didn't always get. And he was, uh, I, th I think one of the coolest parts about it was he was someone who, um, you know, he heard parts of my story and, you know, opened up to me, you know, this is, this is, I, you know, this is how I dealt with my struggle with that. And so just, you know, I, a positive that I saw as a kid was the people that were there loved me and they loved me because God loved me. And so it was just a really, a really good place to, you know, understand that as well as uh, the biggest positive um, from uh, my years at camp was that uh, it is where I felt called into ministry. Um, I was 
It was the summer between my sixth and seventh grade uh, year of school. And uh, during, uh, you know, worship service, I felt God calling me into youth ministry. And mm -hmm. granted, I didn't really understand what youth ministry was because we <laughs> had only had a youth minister for about a month at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, God put it on my heart and God, you know, knew that that I was ready to hear it. And I talked with my youth pastor about it afterwards, and he was very supportive and was super willing to kind of help me understand it more and, uh, you know, help guide me and give me a good foundation of what it was going to be like. So camp has definitely affected me in many positive ways. Um, you know, just through personal, spiritual, and emotional breakthroughs, and uh, just kind of finding friends that we're gonna that have lasted, you know, years now. People that I've only, you know, seen in person once that I, you know, I'll still talk to every couple of months and have meaningful conversations. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I really love hearing both sides of that, and for me personally. Um, see, okay. So the very, the only time that I went to camp as, as a, as a child, as a young lad, um, is a very interesting situation, uh, because this was before I was technically a Christian before I had like made a commitment to, to Christ. And so, um, I honestly, I just went there just to hook up with girls and to possibly do drugs. Like. <laughs> bombshell I, dropped, man. <laughs> I love, wow. Hey, I love the openness, Noah. I mean, I'm just being honest. There there yeah. are those kids at camp. Even though yeah. it doesn't seem like it. Like, yeah, I I went there for that. Um, And to if we be. Said, if we said my stories were going to scare away parents. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. I don't, I mean, no. I mean, it was good that I went because, like, that's that's where we want those kids to be at. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It was a very weird, interesting situation. Um. I I very much felt a huge impact of of Christian life through through camp. Um. The two big things that really stood out to me was after a like a chapel thing they'll do is they had a quiet time. And so they're like, oh, OK, take some time separate and just spend time with God. And I really love the idea of that. Um, I, I don't understand the logistics of that as a uh, as if I was a person um, being a staff there and having kids kind of go out in a premiere premiere. In a certain range, and 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 to not go too far and get in trouble, because for sure there was a couple times that I went with my brother and we just went and played our Game Boy and just played like Tetris and whatnot. Like that's literally what we did a couple times. There was a few times that I did separate and just had a quiet time and it, it was really good. But yeah, no, I I think that aspect really gave me appreciation. Uh, once I became a Christian of taking that time and separating and just spending time with God in in his nature, his world that he's made. And then the second thing was with worship. And this was, um, so I grew up in a, a Presbyterian background and like 
our worship was most like just hymnals, which I love. I love to this day. But like, there was a few songs that they would play at at night at like the bonfire, like singing songs and worshiping. Um, and that was like the first time I heard "How He Loves" by David Crowder, and like that's one of my favorite worship songs now. And like, getting to hear that for the first time was amazing and like very impactful. And so stuff like that uh first time like um first time like uh getting to take part in the whole use a cross we're gonna write down a thing we're struggling with and nail it to a cross and taking part in stuff like that actually like for me was real first steps in trying to deal with like trauma and pain i had in my life even though i wasn't like a committed christian like getting to take part in that and getting to like take actions into what a Christian life actually was, I feel like was very impactful to my life. But it was very, very, very weird, though, as I already mentioned, with my circumstance when I went to there. Yeah. Um, how was it for you, Dylan, as a pastor child? Like, how, how was it for you? Because you already mentioned already how there was that struggle of it. It's just very much blended together. Well, yeah. So just minis- just church my whole life kind of was um, before I really committed to Christ uh, was that way. Um, with your dad being your youth minister, a lot of church is like, yeah, it's just my dad, you know. My dad, you know, he's doing his thing. Um, but it's camps, especially camps later in my life that like my dad was running a different one or didn't go to where I actually had, um, other adults speaking into my life. I'm like, Whoa, this isn't just my dad, like just doing his job. Like these are people that actually believe in what they're saying. You know, these are people that actually care, not just cause they're my parental figure, but because they care about me, um, with the love of Christ. And so I... I now, as an adult, I, I believe in camp ministry. Um, well, I've done it uh, and tried to be engaged with camp ministry each summer. Um, yeah, I just remember, uh, kind of like Sam was talking about, a young man by the name of Cliff uh, at an Olympic-themed camp. We were He just got back from a mission trip to Australia, and our Olympic uh, country was Australia. And um, Cliff just really... I couldn't have been older than fifth grade, but to have this uh, kid, you know, just out of high school, maybe in high school, just came back from mission trip, so excited to, you know, engage with us fifth graders and like share the love of Christ with us. It was crazy. Um, and I actually got to serve under Cliff last year. I didn't remember it was him until. Uh, a little bit later, I just knew his name name was familiar, but he was the camp director at one of our camps that uh, my camp rep partner, Taylor, and I served at last year. And so I was like, whoa, I was in your cabin. And then I moved away. Uh, now I'm a student at Boise Bible College, and they sent me back to this camp that I went to as a kid. And you're the director. And just like, so we were able to reconnect um, that way and he was able to dig into my life not only as a fifth grader but as a um sophomore junior in bible college and really invest in me then so yeah camp is just a time like 
Um, there's always messages in chapel and stuff. Um, and as a camp rep, I've we've been taught this many times. A lot of times, like I I'll, I can tell you all the, like a ton of themes that I went to. I can't tell you one chapel message, except for like <laughs> I can tell you like some of the Jonah camp, some of the camp on Daniel, and some of the camp on Elijah that I helped lead. But like as a kid, I can't tell you one like chapel message that was done at a camp but i can tell you how the people counselors cooks um directors made me feel and that's the community of christ and that's what led me into a deeper relationship with jesus is people showing that love mm-hmm. and so yeah i believe in camps so um one of my favorite camps that uh i got to help be involved with and um just because of the nature of this camp I'm not allowed to name what the camp is called or where it was located. Um, but essentially, this camp was a camp for uh, foster students or foster kids um, who, um, and because they were foster kids, uh, the camp was actually locked down for the entire time they were there. Uh, no, no one was allowed, no counselors were allowed visitors, no staff was allowed visitors, unless they're, they're like there was security guarding this camp um so unless you had uh previous authorization to be there you were not allowed uh onto the campgrounds um but you know to see these kids who grew up in very not good homes um um and in and there were you know there were ways that i could connect with them and you know my upbringing um but you know just to see these kids who you know, didn't necessarily get the support um, because, you know, despite being the only real Christian in my family for a long time, my family never uh, was unsupportive of my faith. Uh, But to see these kids who didn't have that and who might not have even heard the name Jesus before this was, uh, you know, just to see people speaking into their lives and there were a few of the students that I got to become very close with um, and just uh, seeing the impact that just a few days of, of that, of that, you know, godly love that how it could totally change these kids, you know, their moods, their perspectives, their, just the way that they interacted with each other and with, you know, the counselors and staff. Um, So, Despite always believing in camping ministry, I think that that was probably the most powerful camp that I've ever, you know, gotten to be involved with. Awesome. You mentioned that reminded me of something. I lied. I lied. I've been to four camps, technically. Uh, Two as kiddos and two as leaders. So you you mentioned of of like foster care and whatnot. That's also like another adjective or, or thing that the scripture word that uh, sometimes is used for teen challenge to describe it because uh, it does kind of function in some ways like a foster home kind of. Um, so uh, there's a there's a uh, weird to say camp because it's like you don't actually camp, but it's called houseboat mystery, and so it's basically a church camp but on the water. And Teen Challenge was actually allowed through talking with them to be a part of it. And so it wasn't just Teen Challenge, but like, uh, and by specifically Teen Challenge, I mean Teen Challenge uh, Adolescent Boys Center. 
Um, and so these teenage boys got to be a part of this. Man, the hardest thing to do as a leader, I'll, I'll tell you what, because, you know, you're dealing with very, very brokeful, uh, sinful kids who, who habitually are in sin, who are basically going back out of sexual world after trying to be clean for a certain amount of time and having to resist that in public while being put into temptation spot, even though it's a Christian atmosphere. I don't know. It, it's so hard. But at this camp, um, I really found a lot of change. It's, I don't know. This was at the point where right when I, I committed my life to Christ and, and during this time of going to this houseboat, um, so, so a little bit about Teen Challenge in the camp, in the center, um, it holds about, or the center I went to the adolescent boys, it holds up to 15 boys at a time, but it can get as low as three boys. But at that, if it gets to three boys, the center is going to be doing rough because it's not going to have that much money coming in because it's a nonprofit organization. So it's going to be struggling. Um, but at this point, it had went from 11 boys down to three boys. And that was including myself. No, four boys, four boys, three with me. And so the center was doing rough, but we were able to go. And at this point, um, every boy at the center had committed their life to Christ. And it was just a spiritually, uh, it was a good spiritual time for all of us to get focused and to really start building our discipline of really creating the center into a, a, a just a fully holy center. Um, because because that's kind of how, how the center works. It, it'll go from web and flows of, of, of being contrast with a few boys who are committed to Christ and then a bunch of boys who are not. And so there's a bunch of confliction within the household because it is just like a family. And so once everybody is committed to Christ, it's just, it's crazy how well God moves in that moment. And so that's how I saw it move then with just meeting so many different people. And the second time I went as a leader, and we'll kind of use this as to move into how, how it was like as a leader for a little bit. And for me personally, it was crazy for two different reasons. Uh, the first reason was that as, as a leader, um, it was, it was weird to see the change that has happened there going from once being there as a kid to being there as an adult, seeing how much I changed. But, uh, the first thing was I, this was the first time I really heard a calling to do content like this. Um, and it was, it was the first time coming up and it was through prayer and from someone coming up to me who, who didn't know me, who never heard that I had an interest in this or anything at all. It was, it was a really bizarre situation a type of situation that God likes to use and like to do. And so there's that aspect. And then the second one, which is, I think is so much more important is at this moment, we had about eight boys, six to eight boys in the center and they were not Christians at all. You know, they were, they were very much against it. There was a lot, a lot of problems we would have daily at the center. Um, but at that camp and through it, not all, but almost every, every, every student there shifted and literally pulled a 180. 
and it was it was truly a a a spiritual moment it was just it was crazy getting to just see how god moved in that moment and and it was just it was just beautiful to be honest to come from that camp experience and see change and so i don't know, I, I those are some of my big moments yeah those are my those are my two two dimes i put in my two quarters it's one of those it's one of those big arcade cabinets widow's that might. take two quarters widow's might who 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 wants to who wants to lead into a small bit about uh uh being a leader being being a leader while while at camp um i can start i don't have so uh like i was talking about earlier a lot of my me being doing camping ministry was a lot of the behind the scenes things um but i have had a couple chances to um be a leader uh, the first one was while well, I was working at a summer camp and um, we did our own day camp. And so we had a, you know, so the boys wouldn't stay the night with us, but uh, we did all the other, you know, fun camp activities. And uh, we were the ones who were in charge of like, you know, doing, you know, planning the games and uh, getting all the songs ready and stuff. And uh, we had young boys. I think they were, uh, they were fifth graders. And or no I had fourth grade boys and it was so awesome to you know kind of see that even at you know such a young age the knowledge and passion that kids could have for Christ and I you know as a as a you know 19 year old at the time um it was so cool to you know, it, it, it almost like reignited a passion in me to see, you know, these young kids uh, have that sort of passion. And I think that's something that I have that has happened every time I've gotten to, you know, be a leader, because uh, while I, you know, as a camper, you don't really notice it that much when your counselor's tired or you know the counselors are good at you know giving you their best uh even when they may not feel it and so um there's been quite a few times where i've really not wanted to give my best um and just the passion in those students it it reignites my flame and it gets me excited and it gets me able to start you know being more present with the students and being more present in what we're talking about what we're doing and so i think that is probably one of my favorite parts of being uh, a leader or a counselor yeah dylan any any last things yeah um it's it's so different being a leader, a camp rep, a counselor at a camp, um, especially because it it was at it was at a camp where God rebroke my heart for the world. Um, I was studying at Boise Bible College, like cool ministry, cool this, cool that, awesome. But 
like the passion um was there but it was dwindling um and it was i went to a camp and talking with these middle schoolers in my group and they're just like yeah my brother committed suicide my friend's addicted to drugs i have hardcore depression you know all these different things i'm like man this world is so broken like you know, like my dad left when I was, you know, seven years old. Um, and just all this like, wow, the world's broken. And these kids are in, are in need of Jesus. <laughs> um, and it's just really reignited um, a fire in me. Like, I, I'm like, I don't even know what to do or what I can do for this group besides just keep leading them through discussions. But, um... We were talking uh, last week on hiding your light or making excuses for why your light's not shining as bright. Um, fuck through Spring Conference. But that was really one where I was like, I can't... I can't put a bush over this little light of mine. Oh, no! gonna let it shine because these people need Jesus and right now as their leader I need I need Jesus too to shine through me I need to be connected so that I can through Jesus lead into them you know and so it really made me take my spiritual life more seriously in ben trying to benefit how Jesus worked through me into them Yeah, thanks. Yeah. More uh, end of the story. I mean, I think I think you clearly can tell we all we all support church camps. We we support sending them. Um uh just you know, don't be surprised if your kid gets hurt, you know. That's you know what? You know what? Look, there is a reason that uh church camps give a little uh, here, put your insurance here, and uh, mm -hmm. here's a waiver that says we're not responsible for your kid's yeah, injury. Sure, sure. And uh, <laughs> look, my mom was never mad. She expected me to come home in some <laughs> sort of pain. She knew her child. She knew what I was gonna do. Yeah, the church camps are really, really teaching uh, um, trust in God and trust in others. <laughs> you know, trust in God's community. <laughs> Take care of one another. It's it's a yeah. it's whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all present. You know, okay, and and let's be honest, like church camps, like majority of them are like they they do put in their work to try to keep everything safe. It's just you know, when you're a kid, and you're kids having fun. Kids, yeah. kids, kids like being sometimes you're like time. Sam, and uh, you, <laughs> you just jump don't off the top of the bouncy house. You're, you're the type of kid I... who likes to get hurt. That's not how I hurt my finger. No, I'm talking about how I've seen kids get hurt. Oh, okay. I was like, I, was like, I hurt my hand in the bouncy house. You were definitely one of those kids. You're the kid who always gets hurt. I, yeah, I was always the kid that gets hurt. <laughs> Sam! We talked about <laughs> this already. Oh. oh, Okay, also, let me just state, um, when I worked at a summer camp, mm -hmm. uh, the first week before camps actually started, uh, we we're doing team bonding exercises. Mm -hmm. um, I hurt my knee the day before that. And during our team bonding exercises, uh, I was holding literally on, on my hands straight above my head. I was holding uh, another human being. They were standing on my hands up against like a wall. And uh, I tore muscles in both of my forearms. 
Sam, when we go out to camp, some you're I'm gonna get you a bubble and you're staying in. Um, you know what? I think that'd be a lot of fun. I could probably injure myself still. All, all that's happy and bubble wrap. That's that's beautiful. We're gonna have to hear more about that once you guys get back and whatnot. But with that, let's move into one of our final segment. Not the final segment, but one of our last ones. How? What? What? What are we learning? What? What are we learning? Just really quickly, I guess I can. Yeah, yeah. What I, are you learning? I guess Noah? I can. I can lead it. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go first. Uh, I already kind of mentioned this was how I am doing. It's the very similar thing. It's whoa, audiobooks. Whoa, audio material. Whoa. It, it's more learning like, hey, this is a this is a way that I can consume more content better. And so that that's really my what I'm learning is is the the impact that God can make through me listening to the Bible while also reading the Bible and like how like, hey, yeah, maybe this actually can help me by just simply consuming the word more. I can actually be, be feeling more joy. Hmm. Interesting. So that's my 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 bit. What am I learning? No one asked me, so I'll just tell you. <laughs> um, off of uh last week's episode one of the big things was quail control and watching uh, how you speak and the jokes you make because it definitely can affect and hurt the people around you, even if not thinking. And I kind of got preachy to Sam because today, <laughs> because um, I uh, I was kind of needing to preach to myself and I was just speaking out loud to Sam <laughs> for an example today. And it's something that you taught me, Noah. It's, um, we were doing feedback for camp rep presentations, and, uh, one of the girls was really unenthusiastic the first time she joined, and really did really good the second time. And I was like, Sam, don't punch and patch when you give your, when you give your <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, that, that was something I, I was really needing to hear. I'm sorry that I was just, like, pushing that on you, Sam. That's okay. <laughs> But, like, that's what I was just trying to remember as I was trying to think of my feedback is not be like, well, you did really good this time, but last time, you know, last time you weren't really into it, but you, you, this time is, you know, you're, you're, doing, you're doing okay, you know, type of thing. But, like, more focusing on the positive side of it, not bringing in the negative or, like, being like, because even if I'm like, hey, you did, uh, you did better than last time, I was like, oh, last time you did horrible. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It brings in that negativity. Just yeah. keeping watching those words, watching those jokes, watching, trying to be emotionally sensitive. Yeah. I'm working on. Oh. Sam, is there anything you're learning? Um, yeah, actually. Uh, so I recently had a conversation with a friend, um, and it was, you know, they had asked me, uh, cause I was, you know, I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want this person to find out this part of my, of my past. And they were like, well, you, you know, you love these people, right? And I said, well, of course I do. You know, they're wonderful. And they were like, so like, essentially, why won't you let them love you? Why are, why are you willing to give them love and not willing to accept the love back? And so I think the thing that I'm really trying to learn right now is um, that I am loved and that, 
you know, I'm allowed to accept other people's love and that I need to accept other people's love without thinking that there's, you know, some sort of, uh, but afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hard one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're being vulnerable and doing your best to work at that. That's awesome. Really good to hear. With that, we're moving on to our final segment of the show. Minister Shoutout. Dylan, it looks like you have a Minister Shoutout pulled up. Yeah, uh, we were talking about camps this week. Um, and so I was going to talk about a uh, ministry that was up at one of our camps that uh, we did with uh, my church, Eastwind Community Church. Uh, part of our camp is we had kids come up from a program called City Light. And what City Light is, is uh, it's a children's home in Boise for um, women and children uh, specifically who either need help because they're homeless, running out of money. Um, Maybe the mom just needs someone to watch the kids while she gets out of a bad situation, Um, but they keep them safe. And uh, it's part of the Boise Rescue Mission, so it's um, part of a homeless group. But we had some of the kids up at our camp and uh, intermixed with our students and our groups and then what our church did is one day we went and we just uh volunteered and helped clean up the area with them but city light um since 2000 since 2000 uh, has been providing help for homeless women and children in boise uh, they offer a safe haven of hope and love providing emergency services such as meals shelter and clothing as well as education work search assistance mental health counseling, addiction recovery through the New Life program and children's programs for people in need. Um, the Boise Rescue Mission specifically has different homes for men and women and, and then women and children and then just like veterans, uh, homeless shelters and then um, family homeless shelters. But this, this one is City Light and it's women and children. And yeah, they're just loving on people. Providing the need. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So, as always, that's going to be a link down in the description. If you want nine, uh, go to the site and you can check it out, see what's there. And at the very least, we ask that you please, please pray for it. At the very least, pray for it. Because we truly believe over here that um, there's, there is power in prayer and that we're all together. We're one, 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 one force, one, one body. And... You know, know, there's some people who think in the armor of God and that prayer is a javelin. And so, you know, let's let's put that to test. Let's see if 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 prayer is a javelin, if we can do some damage with it. Yeah, that is it, though, for the for for this podcast. Um, Again, uh, last last little little things. Thank you, Sam, for for joining us for this episode. Um, Is there is there any way that. uh, people can contact you or find you if you want. Um, up to you. you yeah, to. yeah. You could be anonymous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can uh, find my Instagram at spaddock98. I'm also part of uh, another podcast with uh, Dylan, and uh, no, it hasn't been around lately, but uh, no. that's okay. Uh, so the 107 podcast, Dylan and I are getting ready. Uh, during our camping uh, camp rep 
repping this summer. We're gonna try to do uh, some some summer episodes, uh, and it should be fun. Which I'm excited for because I really miss the podcast. Your last few ones were really good. Last two, uh, a little bit with allergy and I. I'll just I'll just save that for <laughs> for listeners to go check out. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, I think those are the only places to find me. There's, I, I couldn't tell you what my Twitter handle is, but there's nothing funny on there anyway, so it's that's okay. Cool. That's totally fine. Um, and yeah, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you can reach us, Bread Ends, at bread underscore ends on Instagram. Again, that's just a awesome way to come in contact with us, uh, just in general to communicate, uh, maybe suggest some topics you want to see us cover, or also if we said anything wrong or anything offensive totally let us know or if you just want to share your own experiences uh about camp totally talk to us and we might even share at the at the the next episode also you know if i said anything Mm. uh let them know uh so i have an excuse to come back and do do some crummies that's that's a good way to to bring you back on yeah heck yeah yeah, it is but that's going to us today um thank you everybody for uh for listening and doing all those things uh yeah that's it uh dylan and just now i don't know you're not talking i need help adios thus is the word of the lord adios adios